If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. Baby, then let me tell y'all this, honey. Y'all, tell me why I was scratching my mama's head. Y'all, honey, my hand went all the way through that wig, honey. My, y'all, honey, how, the front of the wig um glued down, but why the back ain't glued down, y'all? Honey, y'all, baby, when I told her that, honey, she laughed too hard, y'all. Well, baby, honey, I just want to know how... How she gonna have the front glued down but not the back? Huh? That, that's all I wanna know. But y'all, that's all I had to come on and tell y'all. Hope y'all have a blessed night, y'all. Period. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know her mother be like, why I give this little girl a phone? <laughs> now, I'm gonna I'm I'm say this right quick, right? Um, yes, it's hilarious and, and bless her soul because she's a cute, adorable, like just Truly. A, a child full of personality, Say, vibrant honey. personality. Yeah, descriptive, you know, in her conversations and, and her explanations of things. And, and I love the way her little mind works, right? But let me tell you something. This, this, this week, this goes out since it's Mother's Day coming up. This goes out to all you parents out there, right? Mothers and fathers, goddammit. It's a clean sweep this week. And it's out of the mouths <laughs> of babes. Because you see what she said. Like, yeah, we laughed. That it was funny that she noticed that her mama's wig wasn't glued down in the back and she said her little <laughs> hand slipped her first of all it was funny that her mama had her scratching her scalp anyway because y'all know that's some black shit that we all sure so y'all know so then uh uh <laughs> she said that her hand she went to scratch the back of her mama's wig and her hand slipped up through a hole in the back <laughs> she said her hand went all the way through she said she told her mama about it and she laughed but then she said but then y'all I just it don't make no sense why she had the front glued down but not the back. So after she processed <laughs> that it was funny, she then went on to read her mother and let her know, you know, it was dumb that you only had the front of your wig glued down and not the back. So all you parents that think y'all can do whatever y'all want around y'all kids and expect the best out of them, you always want your children presenting themselves at a level that's, you know, you know, um, 
in case you get in an accident, you got to have on, you know, well, you do need to have on clean drawers anyway. Oh, gosh, but you my know, there's certain, <laughs> certain things, certain presentations, you know, y'all want the best. You expect the best from your kids, but you getting up making breakfast in a nightgown with holes all in it and your titties all under your ass cheeks, butt hanging out Dang. the back. Niggas got Jesus. the uh, house shoes <laughs> step, step down on the back of your house shoes. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Men walking around, dirty ass oil stains on the food stains on your t shirt, belly all covered in stains <laughs> wow. and shit while you're trying to tell your children what to do. Y'all got to do better. And just then, you know, me and JCJ's, that's the little girl, the gifted, um, child that you heard on the intro clip. Her Instagram account is J A Y C I or J A C I E J A Y S, JCJ's. And me and her tired of the bullshit. Stop coming around <laughs> oh, us Lord. with holes in your wig, holes in your pajamas, <laughs> house shoes bent over and leaned in. Want us to do some? You laying up on the couch all day asking me why I ain't made my bed. You know what I'm saying? We need some balance and reciprocity here in the parent-child relationship. And that was on behalf of everybody that's been a child. Okay? Wow. That's on behalf of everybody that's been a child. With that being said and understood, I'd like to welcome everyone to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental uh, wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain or a musty mama? Happy Mother's Day. Um, Fran, wow. how you doing? I'm good. You know what that reminded me of? That you just said a musty mama. Remember that video? <laughs> Who mama the... was musty, friend? No way. <laughs> you says friends, friends called somebody mama stanking. No. That's, what she, that's what she thought about. <laughs> she remembered that smell. No, I think it was a clip of the week you did, or at least it went viral on Twitter, where the mom got up and the little girl smelled the couch and said, ooh, mama ass stink. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> I remember I this. Right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. So Mama, ass, shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the way she went. You know, can I just Ooh. play devil's advocate for a moment? You <laughs> yeah. know, because you spoke of reciprocity, right? What if, you know, and, and just what if? Mm-hmm. What if the reason that the mama had the hole in the head was because she ran out of money for the tracks because she bought something for the daughter? Oh, thanks. Well, we're thanks no, for making us sad and depressed down right? now. God damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks for going all Yanlo on this and shit. Oh, well, right. well, shit. Look. You really going to be ready for this week then. <laughs> um, before we get started, I want to thank UNC Chapel Hill. I had the Hey Friend Hey Lounge last week, and it was so ooh, cute, ooh, y'all. Ooh, ooh. I have to say the cutest thing about it was, remember, these are college students, and they were so mm-hmm. worried and stressed about where their life should be right now. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh to, to be, be young, to be yeah. young, to be 20 <laughs> and worried about the rest of my life. It just, it just reminded me how every day decade of our life we think like this is where we're supposed to have it all together no this is no Mm. this is because i'm nearing 40 and i'm like still figuring shit Mm -hmm, out mm -hmm. so it was nice i think as someone nearing 40 to be able to like talk to them as if i were talking to myself at that age but it was Mm. so lovely it was sweet it was just really safe and good energy so thank you to Naja and and Victoria for like hooking me up with that opportunity and everybody. Shout out to took, y'all. Yeah, and everyone who took time out of their day to chill with me. It was really, you know how on Zoom when everyone's and everyone's camera was on, which <laughs> yeah, the whole room lit. Yeah, it was. I saw all the faces. Um, every you know how you can swipe and it's almost like pages and pages of people. I was just like, this is so cool, man. I just felt so honored. So thank you. I it's just had to thank faces. you guys for that. Right, so that's sweet. wonderful. Um, so good. Uh, but 
Before we get started, Dustin Ross, you have the Black Business of the Week for us, right? I definitely have the Black Business. Let me tell you, look, I'm going to tell you about it. That's word to James <laughs> Cleveland. I don't know if y'all know who James Cleveland is, but he's a of legendary, course. iconic gospel singer. Yes. And he talk like this. Every time he talk, he say, uh, well, you got to go to work. That's how James Cleveland <laughs> talks. Now, when, the, when, the people, when the people hear it, they're going to laugh. <laughs> but anyway, the Black <laughs> Business this week. Actually, it comes from an account of, uh, I'm not going to say her name because she is con- she's related to the owners of the brand. And so to protect her privacy, I won't identify her. Fair. But uh, someone who is related, I won't even tell you how she's related, okay? I'm like a vault <laughs> over here. I keep a secret. But anyway, <laughs> someone who's related to this incredible business I'm about to share with you guys shared this business with me, and I was in- inspired to share it with you guys. The DM went a little something like this. Hi, Dustin. I'm a huge friend of the friend zone, a huge fan of the friend zone. I wanted to take a minute to share a black business with y'all that hits home for me because it's run by Beep. They created a black woman-owned <laughs> art supply line called Sis Art. So you guys, mm-hmm. there is a black-owned art supplies. I'm talking paints, um, acrylic paints, natural gloss, all of those things. Art supplies for all you artists who know how to move their brush across a canvas. Black, nice. female-owned. Right. It's called Ooh, SIS. S-I-S. Cool. Yep. S-I-S Art Supply. And their Instagram account is sis.artsupply. It's 100% owned by the artists, and it's the, fir- the first woman-owned art supply manufacturer in the United States. Founded by two creatives who are sisters. So, and they sisters. They sisters and they <laughs> sisters. Like BT Tyler Perry's sisters. So, this is incredible. Um, yeah. Lots and lots and uh, lots and lots of products here available for your use. You can go to sisartpaints.com. Not that kind of painting, but sisartpaints.com. S I S A R T P A I N T S dot com and dive in. And if you want to catch them on Instagram, remember it's sis, S I S dot art supply. And there you have the black business for this week. Okay. Yes. So let's jump into the recap then. Last week's episode titled Sugar Papa, which honestly, when you said that, Asante, I. Died. <laughs> I was like, we have to. Do. I don't know what was going through my head. I don't it was know just why. A funny ass story. That's what it was. So we stepped into <laughs> the crime zone where Dustin brought the Last Supper of Lucian and Olivier to the hot button segment, which was nice because we hadn't had a crime zone episode in a minute, and people yeah. were asking. It was, it was time. It was time. And it was time. as usual, those of you listening had a lot to say. So who stood out to you, Asante? I want to give a shout out to everybody in the emails. This one goes out to Courtney. I'm going to keep it. Well, this one's short and sweet, actually. The subject is explanation of sudden death and story. Uh, mm, ICU yes, RN. Ooh, she said she's yes. an ICU RN. Or they, they said, because Courtney could be unisex. This is my favorite part when people school us. Well, Courtney says that story was wild, but there is a real cardiac condition that can be caused by news of a death. I've heard of this multiple times mm. before. And then uh, she she put a word here that I cannot read, but she is an RN, so I'm going to just try to share this information if anybody wants to look into the condition. Check out Taco Tsubo, and let me spell that, T-A-K-O-T-S-U-B-O, Cardio, M-Y-P-A-T-H-Y. So apparently this is a condition. She says she's heard of it, and this is a thing for real. 
I had never heard of this until Dustin had told this story. And I just thought that was super shocking because damn, like to know that someone can just drop dead. Like I was kind of willing to buy it because he was older and maybe that explained why he was with an older person. But at the same time, I was like, I ain't heard of that. So that's what I found. <laughs> what did you find out there in them streets? Well, to piggyback on that, Jarrell Brown in the <laughs> Patreon street said, friend, I, I know, right? I love that we get to include this now. Oh, by the way, for those of you who don't know, we are on Patreon, patreon.com, the friend zone podcast. You can find our spinoff shows and some BTS images and things and just anything we want to add. Um, so Jarrell Brown said, Fran, I had two childhood friends that were sisters and their mom and grandpa died on the same day. I'm pretty sure the grandpa had a heart attack. And then my friend's mom started freaking out because he was dying and she had a heart attack and they both died. Freaky and unfortunate Ooh. shit like that really, really does happen. My God. <laughs> like, right. I mean, you know, it's true. Like life in general, you, everything happens. It's not, I guess for me, it just felt like such a street because we know what she said, friend, what police, she said happened again, because we know police sometimes want to wrap cases up. You know, it's very easy for me to assume that they just made that shit up. But Jarrell's story was actually really interesting. Yeah. He said that, um, his grandpa had a heart attack and then his daughter basically started freaking out and had died and had a heart attack as well. On the same day. Jesus Christ. And then Yikes. I want to go into the Twitter. Dustin, you better not be laughing. Then I want to go into the Twitter streets. Not Asante turning off his camera. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Somebody said they was watching the five high beats and it's three more. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. So on Twitter. It's not my heart. It's in the name of the joke. That's all. It's just not in the name of the joke. Jarrell, we thank you for sharing. Thank you, Jarrell. The story. Miss DBP on Twitter said. Yes. His friends. story he knew. What you mean? He said it was his friends. Yeah. His two of his homegirls. No disrespect, Jarrell. None, Jarrell. None to you, Jarrell. None to you. Ms. DBP on Twitter said, I planned most of my wedding in Brooklyn on Thumbtack. Remember, Thumbtack was my wellness segment mm -hmm. last week, uh, the Thumbtack app. Mm -hmm. And she said, because I don't live in New York and wanted local vendor vendors. So that was amazing Smart. to get that co-sign that she planned an entire wedding off of this app. But then we got the opposite uh, Becca Ashman on Twitter said, Thumbtack sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you getting divorced, mama. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, though. She said, Damn. it honestly gets you <laughs> shitty lowball offers in a gig economy. So so we're getting the consumer, <laughs> the consumer perspective and the business perspective. And then I tweeted her back and I said, you can't set your own rates. And she responded and said, you can but it doesn't mean you won't get a ton of messages telling you you cost too damn much. <laughs> and it's been her experience that many who use the app just do not value service providers. However, she felt that with the boost that I gave the app, hopefully that will create some sort of change. And she said, thank you. But 
I mean, you know, it's <laughs> fair to show all sides. <laughs> Especially it's very it's an fair, app. but I would have had to tell her, you know, don't be trying to dump that shit on me, girl, home girl. No, she didn't. You know how <laughs> many didn't. emails we get? You know how many people try to devalue us, underpay us, don't want to pay oh, us? Oh, honey, you want to talk about being devalued? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, keep that shit on, keep that shit. Keep that shit over there. That's what you need to do because we didn't we didn't start the fire. We just trying to help motherfuckers out. You see, the other girl planned her whole damn wedding. She did. She you know did. what I'm saying? And you know, hired like those with people, anything. those local vendors. Yeah. <laughs> like with anything, there's gonna be people who love it and there's gonna be people who hate it. But I wanted Your to share. Your path ain't mine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I my walk with the Lord share. is my own. <laughs> I wanted to share both sides just so that those who are business people um, attempting to sign up are aware of the messages they may be getting. And that's, that's it for me. What about you, Dustin Ross? What you find in the Twitter street? Oh, while she talking, what I found in the Twitter street. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can't stand nobody trying to yuck my yum. Anyway, uh, so what I found in the Twitter street. <laughs> Thank you, Becca. From- <laughs> came from i mean becca we cool becca with the good hair thank you becca with okay the good hair. <laughs> all right here we go so the tweet that i want to uh, highlight this week is just one it comes from at marquette amescudi m-a-r-k-e-e-t-a-m-e-s-c-u-d-i okay sailor goon is the other name that is applied not sailor goon um, she says i like mm-hmm. that Love it. It was actually what first caught my attention. First, (laughs) I was afraid. I was petrified. Okay. So the tweet says, oh, my God. And it is accompanied by a video that says, found out my son was really my uncle. My granddad was fucking my girl the whole time we were staying with him. (gasps) Wait, 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 wait. You heard it. You heard it. (laughs) Now, there's so much to unpack there, but I also want to highlight one more tweet. And this is a visual component that if you subscribe to our Patreon, you'll get to see right now. One of the replies from said tweet uh, was this old man. (laughs) (laughs) The red light. Look at the red light. Can you imagine? And he said that what happened was because, of course, people like hit the reply to the tweet. Like, we got to know. You can't just give us that. We got to know some more detail. Like, so, so apparently, y'all got to lean in now. Apparently, right? He said (laughs) that his girl had went to the bathroom or something, and he needed her phone to do something. He was either let somebody (gasps) in or just something, whatever. And when he did it, the granddaddy had texted her. They all living in the same house. The granddaddy had texted her, and it was he saw like a thread of like years, like since they had been staying. They was trying to like get on their feet or whatever. And the granddaddy was, you know, knocking her off her feet. And so apparently that's what happened. And the grand, the granddaddy is the baby in this case, okay. <laughs> and the uncle, the baby is not the son, not son. Son is your uncle. Mm-hmm. When the he son first said is this, I uncle. knew we were gonna get that to that. That's the name line. of this episode. The son is oh, your right. uncle. Yes. Let me write this down. The son, the son is your uncle. And to the and girl who made that... fun of me, there's a girl that tweeted, I really wish I knew your act because I thought it was funny. She said mm-hmm. that she dies when I be like, that's the name of the episode, and then it's not. 
like, I did that for, for a budgetista because I didn't want her to have to tweet out right. sexy yeah. boy. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, which was like, hilarious. Like, she just won a fuck, you know, New York Times bestseller. I don't want her to be like, on this week's episode of Sexy Boy. Oh, so sexy boy. So sexy boy. Like, what kind boy. of money you making, girl? <laughs> Is it the budget Nisa or the booty Nisa? What's going on? <laughs> Wait, the son, the son is the uncle, right? The son is the uncle, yes. Wow, man. These are. Nah, you fuck my granddaddy times. on me. You the fuck my granddaddy still. on me. Did he show right did he now. show a picture of the granddaddy just for research purposes? No. Okay. No. I was curious. So I don't know if it was some of that round of eye. Oh, I love it when you call me Big Papa. <laughs> I don't know if it was none of that. Cause listen, Ron know. Isley was looking all right at the verse zoos mm-hmm. as a He used to look says. like a Snickers bar. <laughs> now he looks like a snack. <laughs> Shout out to he my aunt. My right. aunt years ago. Well, years ago, my aunt said that Ronald Isley looked like a Snickers bar, and I will never forget that because it was one of the funniest things. You think about an old picture of Ronald Isley and think about a Snickers bar, okay? And there you have it. So that was, it stuck with me. It, it's, it's been in my blood. <laughs> hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. So this week's episode is an Asante Smith takeover. We're going in cold. So go ahead and tell us what we're doing today, Asante. There is a lot to walk away from there that just happened. And I'm going to try. I mean, I'm still. No, I'm not. How do you you segue from the sun? I don't know. You know what? I put a quote here, <laughs> so I, I always make little notes, and I, I put little pieces of encouragement in the notes for my damn self. But anyway, at the top of my notes for this episode, I put, you have to take criticism with a grain of salt, because you're never going to please everybody. And that's Honey, a quote from Yolanda Adams. Your timing. Your timing. <laughs> well. <clears throat> your timing. Timing. Timing indeed. Before we get to, it's not even really the meat of the episode. I guess it'll be one of the major threads that really got me to thinking about uh, criticism as a whole. Uh, Mm -hmm. I want to just kind of start with, start start a general conversation about reality TV. You know, one we've had many times, right? Uh, What are some of the first reality TV shows you remember watching? Or maybe, and, and it doesn't have to be like the actual first, but just off the top of your head, like one of the first ones you can think of. Real world. The real world. Yeah, mm-hmm. wasn't oh. that the first, or am I tripping? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's, so you like have shows like one. Real World. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
so you have shows like Real World where it's just people, right? It's just people living in a the house. They're not winning no prize money. They're, they're just doing that. So, mm-hmm. Fran, I know you also love like Married at First Sight, like these yes. shows. So good. Reality TV that's about like ensemble cat. By the way, from segueing from Married at First Sight, have either of y'all been watching this season's uh, The Circle? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that so show. We get I watched it on the flight. Week. I was watching it on the flight on the way back home. I downloaded all the episodes on my Netflix and was watching it on my iPad. So damn good. What did you? I'm not sure where they at now, but I wanted the girl. I know she's going the girl with the blue braids. Tara Lee liked her, and then. And then there was the girl who's playing Trevor, the girl who's playing yes. her baby daddy. Yes. I like her. I like I her. Delisa. Yes. I feel like yeah. me and her would be cool in real life. Like, I, I said like her the same yes. thing. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I feel like mm-hmm. I went to school with her, right? Like she's like, like that her. that person you went to elementary school with, and then just kept in touch with for your the rest of your life. She yep. gives me that very Bronx. I like her so much. <laughs> Friend, did you see the part when um they were doing the uh, you know RIP to all the people lost, and then when they showed Tara Leisha's picture. Courtney went, oh, Tara Leisha. Courtney was Do y'all like Courtney? I go in and out of liking Courtney because sometimes I'm like, ew, why he's. Because my issue with Courtney is I'll keep wondering why it feels like he gangs up on the black girls automatically. Or maybe I'm just taking it that way. But I'm like, why is it that he's so cool with everybody? And then Terralisha was like immediate, and then Cat comes and it's like immediate. I'm like, well, damn, brother, <laughs> like you didn't even give her a chance. <laughs> he already was forming wars against them. I'm like, what? You know, and but with Chloe and Savannah, it was like the sisterhood of the traveling pants. So I don't I know like, what's what up this? with yeah, exactly. The traveling <laughs> high waisted pants with his Steve Urkel looking ass. Stop. I don't understand what's going on with Courtney. I don't yeah. know why he's being like that because like, I feel the same that? way. It was, it was a little off-putting, but he's funny too. So like he had moments where like I genuinely enjoy him on the show, but it's just that one thing that's just kind of like strange to me. Outside of that, like Trevor Friend, slash Delisa is you my have favorite. Said- and just just on Courtney, you have said literally exactly how I feel about Courtney because there are these moments, and you know what? I well, I don't want to say the name of that community, but I saw, I noticed he was wearing a, a Nikki shirt, and so Uh-oh. I was endeared to that. I was like, I was like, oh, that's a Nikki shirt. That's so cute. Yeah. And then it it, it came back again when they were showing the videos from home, and his mama was like, you know, I'm missing you every day. I'm missing our talks. On the radio, you know, they played our song and Nicki Minaj super okay, bass. Can and I, I like, tell you how I busted out laughing? Because <laughs> I thought being, being that it's his mom, I'm thinking like they bonded over like, you know, Earth, Wind and Fire or mm-hmm. some class. Not that, not that Nicki's not a classic, but it was like, imagine my mom being like, you know, dun, 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 boom, bait, whatever the song is. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> And it's a fast, such a fast cadence. This one yeah. is for the boys with the boom. It's just about down with it. Can you imagine somebody's mama? That's <laughs> like, I was like, what? It's a great it's song. I love super bass. Hilarious. But Amazing. But so funny that that's you, what y'all <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. If I was on that show, there was a time where I my screamed. mom. Cause I was on the back plane the, and I screamed. <laughs> back I in the like, time Ooh. of the damn. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, that shit was super funny when she said that. Cause back at the time of like the ring back, my mom would have the craziest ring back tones. And I'm like, Mom, no. Like you have people from work calling you. What are you doing? Like, you don't need to do this. Anyway, so I just thought it would be funny if I was on the show. Like I felt like I would have been Courtney. I don't know what she would have played, but she would have played something. I'd be like, oh yes, girl, I remember. But um, there are these I didn't like how Tara Alicia went because of his ass, and I didn't like how Cat went because of his Tara ass. So, Frank, I liked her. I did her. too. And I yeah. thought she was playing the game well too. I thought she was super cute. Um, and I liked just, I don't know. I just liked her. I, she kind of reminded me like someone that I would have been cool with in high school as well. Like the private school, she gave me private school black girl vibes. And so, but mm. yeah, I, I was sad that she left. I, she left way too early. I felt. And then they gave the two white folks a second chance. I'm like, well, why didn't they give Tara Leisha and Savannah the second chance? I would have rather you know them what? come when, back. So I definitely would have loved for Tara Leisha yes. and or even Savannah's ass to come back. But it was they had to do that because it was funny. That, well, maybe just from what they showed us. But it was funny watching how the two catfish folks were about to go visit the other catfish people. So that they was, was like, no, nah, we got to. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I think production was like, nah, we can't let it all like just end like this because we can't explain four people going home or whatever or like we just got or, or two catfish being exposed and then having to bring more people or whatever. So I figured they were just like, nah, put them back in another suite and they're going to just do it together because we don't got two extra profiles or that many episodes or whatever the reason is. But that shit was funny and, and I was definitely like, the psychic, the psychic dude. Do you have a favorite John, this season? Do you, have, you said I'm Trevor? stuck between I'm stuck between Trevor and I. There's something about Chloe's personality. Thank you. Yeah, Chris, yeah. Crystal yeah. was making fun of me, Crystal and Amber, because <laughs> I think Crystal tweeted something. I don't remember what she tweeted, and then Amber was like, "Ugh, Chloe might win," and I was like, "Hold up, what's with the ugh?" Because it's my personal favorite. I like Chloe. I love her. I love Is she her, not yeah. hilarious? Yes, she's hilarious. Her and the girl that's playing Trevor. I, lo- I love her too. So, yes. If the girl I, that plays Trevor wins, I'll be happy. I, feel I really like wouldn't be mad if either one of them win, but Trevor definitely. Yeah, I yes. feel like those See? are the two that are going to win it. I personally think Chloe's going to take it, but I would love for Trevor to take it, especially the way she started crying when she was talking about her baby and just wanting to give her a better life. You know, I was like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> even how she felt bad for me. going for Courtney and then she started crying. I was like, damn, Trevor, like you ain't supposed to be like this, but because you like this, I'm like this. Like right, Trevor, yeah. the, the whole story is everything. Yeah, and yeah. she played a good-ass game as Trevor. Like, I'm not going to lie. Early on, I thought she was going to get caught up because when she said, I lost my virgin or my, like, the way she worded the virginity uh, fact, I was like, that a guy wouldn't say that the way you said that. But oh, everything yeah, else was true, spot true, on, true. you know. So yeah. I'm glad she stay in the course. I'm happy to see the circle. I'm glad y'all are watching the circle too. I so love that's that just show. I think it's so good. And shout out to Michelle Buteau, who I was saying this is the best gig because mm-hmm. she don't even have to be there and she's getting paid mm-hmm. per episode. Will pay you yeah. know every season like literally the best gig you could ask for, and then she gets to insert her jokes in throughout mm-hmm. the episode to make it funnier, you know? So what a dope-ass job. She's so funny. I love the circle. And guys. honestly, I think a big part of the success of that show has been her insertion of them jokes. Yes. It gives the show yes. a certain personality it and does. life. It breathes life into the show, yeah. She's so, so I hope they. Um, she is. She's really talented, and I hope they film the next season quicker than they filmed that when they released it to us. I think they have their cycle together now because that that can be a whole machine, the circle, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Listen. Season after season. I see they like have the merch. Bachelor and shit. 
they have merch yeah. this time, mm-hmm. and I definitely want some. I'm not even gonna front. I've been such a not merch gonna head. lie. <laughs> I always want a little circle when I have you a know. Uh oh. <laughs> you know what? I know it would be kind of tacky to buy the award, but when they won them awards, I was like, those are cute. I want a circle award. Damn. We are like, such would you go on the show? Oh, totally. 100,000%. Everything I, you know, about it. I was it, thinking like, about it because Crystal is... Consi- they offered it to Crystal, and but she didn't have the bandwidth this, for this season, but she's considering for the next season, which I think would be so cool. But I wonder if Crystal mm-hmm. would play herself or would catfish because is it weird to play yourself when you're obviously going to be known? I mean, I highly doubt anyone on the team would not know who Crystal is. I she should catfish as me. You never know who they cat, uh, who they're casting that or what they're casting for, though. To only because as someone else, as another. It was funny watching. It was funny watching them uh, take Lance in because, like, how some of the younger people like really didn't have any sort of. They had that was funny <laughs> when they were like Lance. He's an entertainer from L.A. They were, okay, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, oh <laughs> shit, we old. And then it was funny that he actually was a damn catfish, but the way Cat verified it, it was like, ain't nobody really gonna remember that girl. Like, and it was funny when Michelle even said that. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, child, I don't know what I wore last week, (laughs) even less than 15 (laughs) years ago. (laughs) She was like, I got him. I got him. And then she was like, oh, I love this venue, that venue. Like, yeah, Cat, you know, she was a Pisces, you know what I'm saying? She was from Texas. Loved the cat. She was cool. I Definitely thought Kat was going to go farther than she did. Yeah. I will, so, <laughs> reminds me, because I was forgetting. So, who votes for the winner? Is it the audience? Do we vote? I don't remember. I forgot. I'm, the uh, Democrats. So, so I'm wondering... <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if it's gonna be like Big Brother and everybody that got voted out if they're gonna come back and vote. Like I forgot. Yeah, like how they I was did trying to remember. I'm like, what was the structure for the last for the winner? Was it that the whole cast comes back and then they rate it again, similar to how they did on the show? I just really can't remember. But I mean, we'll see who the winner is. We'll know this week, yeah. right? Or is it or literally is by it the like time a- this airs, we'll know like tonight, then uh, Wednesday night they're gonna air it. So oh, sure. or Wednesday to make a bet. You want to make a bet on the winner? Yes, let's make pull? a bet. Ooh, let's throw some money let's on it. Let's make a bet. We're going to be betting on some of the same people. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I'm we voting. all want I'm the same. I'm telling you right now, I'm voting for Trevor. Uh, well, you took half my vote. All right. <laughs> I, well, you know what? I'm going to put 20 on Chloe. Go hard. Well, I got 20 on Trevor. Well, I got 20 on both. Sometimes it's like, like, well, those shit. are my two, so I don't know. <laughs> there's, yeah, I'm not. Nah, you lost. can't double there, that. You got to There's nobody one. else that I would care about. I mean, I think there's a chance that River could win because they all bought into his little act. But then I think a lot of people do secretly hate him, too. How Mitchell was kind of like, mm, nobody's really that nice. But Courtney could very well win, too, though. <laughs> yeah, Quiet I was going to say, it, it, yeah. Courtney could take it, especially after he told the that. story, too, because that was sad. Okay, I was sure. like, damn. His stepdad and so, the kidney, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put my 20 on Courtney, you know, for Super Bass. Since y'all <laughs> okay. call my Courtney ones. Cox. Let's see who wins <laughs> I'm going to be mad if Trevor wins. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be so very upset. A, because... He was like, oh, I'm going to win a car. And then B, he's going to take his family on a vacation. Like, it's like, no. And then y'all probably good. No. Like, you don't need to win. All right. So our our bet is set. Whoever is right out of the three of us, the other two have to send them $20. The 20, we'll cash app it on the spot. We'll cash app it on the spot. Boom. So Dustin said, Trevor. I can't wait to get my king crab with y'all's money. (laughs) (laughs) 
So Justin oh, got I'm Trevor, I band. got Chloe, and and Asante got Courtney. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Well, this was a great warm up, right? Because mm-hmm. I really want to talk. Since I'm t- we're talking about reality TV, um, one of the good things about reality TV is that we don't just rely on celebrity. Like the show, the circle that we're talking about, you know, they're mm-hmm. normal people. So you can literally take people that are. Well, you can take celebrities, you can take people that aren't as visible anymore, or you can take people that have no visibility at all, and you put them under right. this spotlight. And so I'm thinking about this culture of like celebrity and reality TV and how it's changed or evolved over time, right? Like back in the day, we said American we said American Idol. I had made some, you know, I'm, I'm trying to build my Tatiana. Uh, American Idol, for instance. And speaking of American Idol, Paula Abdul is back randomly. I know what back yeah, where I on saw the show? a thing that she at on American Idol. Yeah, she left some years ago. She oh, left. I didn't even know it was I, still I, a I thing. Did. That's crazy. You too. Well, yeah, they on season forty five. No, I'm just playing. It's right? like twenty something, but it's still too many damn seasons. <clears throat> so they are Paula Abdul. Like one of her final <laughs> things that I saw about her on the show, somebody performed. <laughs> like he performed one song, and then Paula's ass. Was like, uh, that, you, you kind of lost me during the second song or something. And he only had performed like the one song. Everybody was kind of like, girl, Uh-oh. what? And so then, you know, shortly after that, she went on some, uh, you know, she went on her media train and she was like, oh, uh, actually, I had my notes mixed up and it was for another singer. And I had read that one. I was like, okay, girl, whatever. So Paula Abdul's ass oh, randomly was gone from American Idol. But you remember when she was on American Idol, there was some other shit too. Like, um, back when, Corey Clark. Do y'all mm-hmm. remember him? Mm-hmm. I remember this clearly and vividly. Yes. So yeah. Corey Clark, he was a... He sang uh, Foolish Hearts when he when he uh, got admitted into the top 12. Remember, he sang Foolish Hearts. <laughs> I need a love that grows. What's then his he name? Up, he had that falsetto. Corey, Corey Clark. Clark. He used to sing up. with... He was in a group with Neo back in the day in Vegas. Mm, him and Neo right. were in a group together. Yeah, they came up together. Corey Clark. Mm. You know, it's really crazy. When I went to Nashville like 10 plus years ago, randomly, he was outside of some mall and he was selling his CDs. And I was just like, yo, like he was actually talented. What happened? He was like, you know, man, like (laughs) you you said that to him. Hell yeah. I was like, what the fuck happened? Because for me, I was, you know, young watching TV and I wasn't. (laughs) Hell, he was outside the mall. I mean, like standing next to a fire hydrant selling CDs. And I'm not saying this to be shady or anything. Yeah. No, I'm not. I was just like, like I needed to know because there were people when they would be on the show and they would go and I'll get before I go into uh, Corey Clark, Frenchie Davis, when her ass was disqualified because of the goddamn sex tape. It was like, damn, what the fuck, y'all just taking people out the, out the paint? It like was, it was like lingerie photos, topless photos. Oh wait, they, like, he he had an affair with Paula Abdul. Yes, that's what girl. he said. She and said he was lying, but he did a whole special he, about it. And said yes, he did. Dustin, Ew, not only did lying, he do a special, that would be weird. he's not. He cannot I be lying because that. he had an album and he had a CD. The same CD he was selling outside this mall in Nashville. He pointed out the songs. He was like, you know, I do tracks on here. There's a track, you know, it talks about the affair with me and Paula. You know, I do music about the situation because he was really trying to give me to buy this CD. Nobody likes a chatty patty. <laughs> well, I didn't have nothing to do with none of that. So I was just like, well, I don't want to buy the CD. I just really wanted to know like what happened on the show because, you know, you was talented. <laughs> but right. 
I thought that shit was crazy. So it was like Paula Abdul was on American Idol sleeping with contestants. And apparently her ass, when the story came out, I think this he said that Paula threatened him. Like Paula mm-hmm. was like, you know, if this comes out, you know, you're going to, you're going to regret it. You'll be sorry. So she was like threatening to blackball his ass. Anyway. Is, so listen to this one line. <laughs> he said, and they had doggy style sex in sworn deposition. <laughs> I would listen. No. That's the name of the song, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was describing well, I, their sex. <laughs> not for nothing. Wasn't Paula Abdul in a video with a dog? Remember that video she oh had with that cartoon God. dog? No, two steps do. forward and two steps back. Doggy we style. go together. Go right like, <laughs> do y'all Stop remember? It. I believe Paula. And, and we, we talked about this on the show before, but season two, or not season two, uh, what? Well, y'all gonna remember the season, damn it. In 2004, I put Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Season oh, two. Yeah. Jennifer Hudson. Latoya London. Latoya London. Season. They was all in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Now, this these situations that I'm talking about, we're only talking about this one show, but there's gonna be a couple more. I just want to point out, I'm talking about these particular situations because these are all like pre-social media. So we were getting our media from like websites or tabloids. Like there wasn't no Twitter where we was live tweeting or looking for, you know, the subtweets or the Instagrams or the retweets. Like this is like back when we were all kind of receiving a lot of the same information and it wasn't just based on who we follow and who they retweeted. So you weren't getting retweets, you know, 24 hours, two days later, whatever, you know, it was all in real time, but still real late whenever time producers produce the time or whatever. Anyway, um, back when that happened, the story about, you know, Fantasia, Jennifer and Latoya all being in the bottom, Elton John had actually spoke out and said that that was racist because he said Mm. he found it, he found it interesting that the three people that were his favorite were in the bottom all at the same time. And he called, he called them racist and he said that that was some bullshit. And I thought that that was so interesting because- I that's know. Why, that's why the hood time. always have loved Elton John. You know, black <laughs> the streets love Elton John. Black people right. love Elton John. You know, there's always like some reason that you find out something like that to like validate it. It was like, hell yeah, Elton John. I was like, yeah. So you go on shows like American Idol and uh-huh. you know the circle, you know, for visibility. So and then shit happens, right? You get disqualified for a fucking sex tape. And by the way, um America's next top model. Mm-hmm. Because this is there's another scandal here that I just remembered that I wanted to, to point out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, a model on there named Angelia Preston. Okay, she, she first appeared on Cycle Twelve, and um, then she later again appeared on Cycle Fourteen after because she got disqualified on Cycle Twelve, and then she came back for another season, season seventeen. God uh, damn, for the All Stars, right? right? Like, hold on, let me look her up. That, why they just let her win? Shit, <laughs> well, back all, like, all that. well send it through. So you know, just to give you the short version, then because Frank gonna get all the tea anyway. Oh, it's because of her height. <laughs> no, <laughs> I see. Um, I don't. On season don't seventeen, the All Star season, uh, she actually won, but at the last Finally. minute, <laughs> they took it back. <laughs> I don't remember her. They took it back. They they found <laughs> out that what she they found out that she had done some escort work, some sex work, right? Oh my god! What? So you know what she did? Her at, show. Well, exactly. A, a and C, A B and C. Her ass suit their asses. Okay. She told producers before she came back on, she you know, about the sex work or her escorting. And she said, you know, she, she wasn't proud of it. It wasn't anything she wanted to do, but 
she couldn't get booked after her first, or she wasn't getting bookings after her first couple of appearances on the show. So she resorted to escorting. So I didn't see why that that should have been something she was shamed for, especially when you think about certain models or conversations around models. Anyway, I just thought that that was like really tacky and terrible. Um, and I feel like I didn't hear that either. And when I was looking it up, I was like, damn, like this is crazy that there are these situations where these normal people will go on these shows and, you know, they, they have these dreams that they want to, you know, model or sing. And then it's almost like you're used. And so not only are you used in front of everybody from the producers to the viewers to, you know, even your damn family, but then you have to deal with what comes after that. Or, and so I'm kind of wondering like, a, I have a lot of things that I'm wondering, and it's not really I want to pose questions. I like the, you know, sharing and us reminiscing more than I like the posing questions. But the question I want to pose is like, <laughs> who, right, as I do it anyway, <laughs> yeah. who is responsible for like the aftercare of some of these people? Like, like, I don't know, it shouldn't be the network. And I say this because I was watching The Hollywood Reporter on YouTube and they do these like really cool roundtable talks. And there was a roundtable talk that had um, Leah Remini, um, the Kardashian mama, trouble. Uh, <laughs> RuPaul, um, and like a couple other people, a few other people. And basically, some of them were talking about, you know, the responsibility. Oh, there was a woman who was a producer for uh, Martha and Snoop's Potluck. And she was basically saying how the whoever produces the shows, you know, whenever they're casting talent... It needs to be their responsibility to make sure that there's like some sort of aftercare, some something that happens for the talent. So it just got me to wonder, like, should there be some sort of like third entity built? Because I was watching something older about an artist on X Factor whose name I didn't remember because I didn't watch X Factor. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> on X Factor, this artist, they got kicked off and then... After they were kicked off, or actually they won the competition and I forgot one thing led to another. They battled with drugs and had a whole crazy ass life. And I'm yeah. so sorry that I don't remember this person's name, so y'all can't look this up. But they said that after appearing on, or, or somebody on The Bachelorette, or one of these shows actually, because I don't want to say it was X Factor, but on one of these shows, they said that they appeared um, and then their life was ruined. And then they had to talk to like a therapist. You know, they were mm -hmm. given somebody from the network to talk to. But it felt like the network was really just doing quid pro quo. Like they were just making sure that the person was alive and wasn't going to talk shit about the, the show. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't like they were actually trying to see, you know, how they were taking um, being seen in media or receiving threats or um, hell being unfairly removed from a show for whatever reason. So I'm just wondering, like, again, whose responsibility should it be to take care of these people? Uh, they motherfucking self. But beyond that, I do think that there need to be certain <laughs> things put into place for people who work in entertainment, specifically reality TV. Um, it's widely known that reality stars are not a part of SAG usually, so they're mm -hmm. not in a union. They're not organized, and therefore um, uh, they, they don't qualify for certain benefit packages. So mm -hmm. I think it would be very advantageous for reality star workers. Even now you see these um, lawsuits are starting to pop up. A lot of these reality stars are starting to be more vocal. Even Jocelyn Hernandez, uh, which mm -hmm. I talk about this on this week's episode of Warning Signs on our Patreon account, sign in, log up, and join, and listen plug, to that plug, discussion. Plug. <laughs> um, 
But Jocelyn Hernandez, you know, people can say she made a rant against Wendy Williams this past week when they had their tete-a-tete. Um, uh, but to me, some of the points that Jocelyn was attempting to make, I'm going to say attempting to make, some of the points that she was attempting to make were valid. Reality stars, reality stars excuse me, deserve certain protections um, and certain uh, uh, benefit, literally benefit packages for their work. They need to be organized into a union to ensure those types of benefits um, and ensure that those demands are met upon hiring. You know that this is how it has to be in order for you to participate participate and hire talent in this capacity. They need some sort of real, actual, tangible, literal language that, uh, you know, is put into to law or whatever the fuck. That's what they need to do, some sort of organization. That's what I think. But I also work in entertainment, and I know that we have to cover our own ass, <laughs> literally. We have to continue working. That's why that is why it's critically important for you to have a good professional reputation, um, a good name in the industry so that you continue to work and sustain yourself. And, and you're able to take on those sort of expenses like healthcare and different needs. You're able to meet your needs essentially. Um, but it would be nice if there was some sort of organization in place to ensure that those needs were met long term. Look at DMX dying and look at how, you know, the and conversation was a. Black Rob, exactly. Look at how those conversations um, were were circulating about those two artists not having resources at the end of their days. You know, that's literally a tragic end. So, I definitely think they could benefit from some sort of organized, you know, effort to ensure that those benefits are received. Yeah, mm. friend. I, I I completely agree with Dustin. I think he said it all. It kind of reminds me of an interview or a clip I saw. I think it was um, The Breakfast Club and Leo mm -hmm. Cohen was on there and they were asking him. And if you know, if you're unfamiliar, Leo Cohen is like a vet in the music Iconic. I, yeah. yeah, like he's changed the game in a lot of ways. Um, but there have been a lot of predatory stories that have also come out with labels and executives disposing of artists when they're, you know, done with them. It's kind of just how the, the business has been. And they asked him about these younger rappers that are hooked on drugs and what he's doing if he's signing someone knowing they have this habit. Does mm. he do anything about it? Because if you're, you know, uh, making millions off of these kids, shouldn't you also be concerned with their well-being? Right. They should not just be a commodity. They should it should be a holistic approach to their music, meaning I need to make sure you're good, period, regardless of mm -hmm. your output, you know? And and that is something that has been missing in these entertainment industries where you're not viewed as a person, you're viewed as a machine that makes money and ATM. Yeah. So there should be systems in place. I completely agree. But there is also the the added aspect of you have to take care of yourself as a person, you know, mm. and know and understand your capacity. Like I, I know my capacity. I know that I'm not built for fame because I don't, I don't, I have no interest in being scrutinized at that level for the <laughs> every day of my life. I don't see how that will inspire me to create. I feel like my anxiety mm. would be, you know, shit. <laughs> like I just couldn't handle it. The, even us being influencers, the way people get so comfortable 
um, inserting themselves in our personal lives and sharing their opinions and kind of like, what's the tea? What's the tea? You know, it's like, it's so creepy to me. It's so creepy that people care that much. And, and mm. I can't imagine at a larger scale how that would affect your mental health. So that's why I've had no interest. I'm like, just let me have my little house on the hill, <laughs> my little garden. See, and I don't need all that. I agree with both of you. And it sucks too, because, you know, I think because we work in this industry, we kind of already have a feel for it, but I'm also considering, and I'm not discrediting anything that's been said, but one uh, another take I want to view because I was watching, or because I mentioned Married at First Sight and we talked about the circle, when, well, the circle might be different because some of those people are like influencer personality types rather. But when you look at shows like Kitchen Nightmares, I mean, if the name alone don't tell your ass, like this is a fucking show about some fucking nightmare bullshit. <laughs> um, just because I, I always think about that episode, Amy's Baking Company, and I feel like I, I talked about it on here before where uh, old boy went up there to help them out and it was a couple and the couple was so headstrong about their business that they was telling everybody that they was wrong even when shit wasn't working. It was like they really want, they really needed help. Like they really needed someone to come in and sit down and fix with them. Like, okay, well, what the hell is wrong with you to where you can't see there's something wrong with taking your employees' tips or going up to a table and telling them to go fuck themselves that uh, they did order that. Like, there needs to be someone to actually come in and say, okay, well, you know, we see these people are crazy, and, you know, that's going to be a, a, st- a part of the story arc, but, you know, we're going to get them some help. So, you know, the next part of the story, you can really have some understanding as to why uh, p- these people the way that they are. Um, one thing that I do like that happens in reality TV more <clears throat> all the time, reunions. And not that reunions are therapy, but there's something semi-therapeutic about reunions, right? You know, one could make a case to say that reality TV show reunions could, it's, you know, it's bringing up old shit, it's rehashing things that have happened months ago, and now it's going to be a storm for, you know, months longer just to get us into the next season. But there are some, there are larger points in certain reunions that come up that finally get put to bed. You know, maybe reunions later or maybe that very same reunion for that season. That's one of the things that I enjoy the most about reunions. You finally get some sort of closure on certain issues in reality TV because you've seen these people, you know, do this for this whole season or seasons, depending on what show you're watching. And then you really get to hear their point of view from what they got to see back versus what actually was recorded that whole time and what was clipped together. You know what I'm saying? So it's got to be really like heartbreaking or not heartbreaking, I guess world shaking to be like a a naive person and think that you're going to come into something with, you know, really good intention. And then it gets cut and paste into however long. And then you feel like you weren't viewed at a hundred percent. You know, how do you bring a hundred percent of yourself into, yeah. Can I say something? Of course, please. (laughs) So this makes me think about Tammy Roman, the curious case of Tammy Roman, which actually I wanted to do a deep dive episode about this at a later date, but I'm not. I'm going to just make my points now since we're on the subject. Um, Tammy Roman is a person who I believe is in direct alignment with what you're saying right now, because Tammy Roman was introduced to us on The Real World, MTV's The Real World, in season two, the second season. And during that season, there was an incident that took place with her and David. He was a comedian, a black man that was on the cast. Um, Him and Tammy uh, were kind of like play fighting. They had a good relationship. They were having a fun, you know, innocent tussle play fighting. And Tammy was... uh, 
holding onto a blanket that he was kind of like pulling or tugging as they were going across the floor. And later on, she said that that made her feel as if he was violating her kind of like sexually. The rape word had gotten thrown into the conversation somehow. And things just kind of spun out of control from there. And to this day, there are people who remember that going, remember that going down and have (laughs) never really had a favorable, um, POV on Tammy Roman and and her as a character, as a television personality. Um, I think that that fueled a bit of the angst and the anger that we saw in her um, in early seasons of Basketball Wives when she was whooping, knocking them holes left and right and and kicking (laughs) their ass every year on the group trips or whatever. I think that that came from, rather, her having this situation attached to her that made people not like her. You know what I'm saying? Because people felt like she amplified and kind of blew it out of proportion. And he suffered consequences from that to his image, to a lot of different things. And I think that Tammy just became angry. What I do love now, though, is that she has had this complete pivot in her career. She's working as an actress now, legitimately, um, multiple projects. I know she's on the new Miss Pat show that's coming out on BET Plus, I believe. But I saw a quick uh, screener clip of that that seemed hilarious. Um, And she's had like a turnaround. She left Basketball Wives, so she's not on an ensemble cast reality show like that and consistently prone to and subjected to conflict. Um, and combative, you know, situations. So I think that she's a great example of what you're saying. Someone who kind of was um, just subjected to people having one view of them and and their image, you know, and them having a completely different aspiration and then being able to show and prove later on. Now, it took her many, many years and many ass whoopings that she started. Tammy, Tammy, you did a lot of it yourself. Mm -hmm. But... It's good to see things turn around and now see her working in ways that we know fulfill her, you know, artistically. And she's allowed to show who she truly is as opposed to be defined by her being a combative, you know, hellcat. That's all right. I'd like to say. It's got to be hard for someone like Tammy, too, because, well, before I say anything on that, I hope that they do uh, a season two for the real homecoming that they have on Paramount, I think. Uh, I hope that they bring uh, Tammy and their cast back and do the same thing that they did with the original season one uh, real world. Cause that would be kind of dope to see all of them now having those conversations about that and how it's affected them. Um, Also, I wanted to point out because, because I talked about American, American (laughs) Idol and America's next top model. I don't know. I just feel like, like meme culture. (laughs) When is, is too much ever too much, right? No, no. <laughs> no. No, you did okay, it. Well, you filmed it. It's out mm. there. We are meme culture has done nothing but amplify the visibility of reality shows, reality stars, and their contributions to the arts. So meme and culture has point, nothing but help the motherfuckers, help yeah, us all. We've true. been successful in on, uh, having an online presence, cracking jokes, using memes and gifts and shit. Like yeah. I don't think that that works to their detriment at all, personally. I mean, to your point, memes. They have probably revived certain shows or people because, you know, you see memes and you like, who the fuck is that or what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. And then they pop up in something just because the damn meme lived for so long. They were, they were like, oh, well, I did this show forever ago. And all of a sudden somebody dubbed this shit to the Internet and it's a whole new show now. So they brought my ass back to life. 
So I think that there is definitely value in memes. And people who have become famous just off of being a meme and mm-hmm. a gif. And I don't know if you guys saw that um, that picture of the little girl that's making that smirky face and there's a house burning behind her. You remember that yes, picture? Yes, yes, so yes, someone's, yes. So she sold the original, um, basically the intellectual property of that meme for five hundred thousand dollars last week. Okay. Damn. <laughs> cause now with NFTs, um, which we should have like a an episode about just because I think that's like the, the hot new tech thing. Uh but <laughs> she sold it, the intellectual property for it. And she was like, obviously that's a game changer. Five hundred thousand for a picture of you that's been circulating the internet for God knows how long. She's like twenty Good years old for now. Her. Hell yeah. Well deserved. Good mm-hmm. for her. Good for her. Craziness. What do you do when your meme is uh I've never had to yell at another girl like this? Tiffany from America's Next Top Model. Wish that you would have known that when you signed that uh stupid sorry ass contract to be on that show. That's what you do. You weep and gnash your teeth. You go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what you do. And you okay. figure out a way to do it again. Okay, so from memes to reviews now, right? This is the friend zone. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Before YouTube was popping, I don't think I, well, before really 2017, 18, I was not watching recap reviews but oddly enough because i have this old youtube channel that has a whole bunch of hidden videos oddly enough i did find that i used to do youtube reviews on bad girls club one of the earlier love hip-hops and link literally keep it on the place say names or keep it on the place literally never i might make a private link and, and you know what? Maybe for like a cute throwback Thursday or something, I'll put a little clip up on Patreon yes. or something. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so Oh God. I should no, I'm I should I'm not gonna promise that on my, but I'll, I'll pick something out. Anyway, <laughs> uh so it's crazy that there are these recap videos now, right? Like before I feel like on TV there was just like the after shows of things, if you know we even had that. So it's like we got reunions, we've got recaps, it's like this like TV media overload. But one of the marriages, and this is going to come down to someone very specific, and then we're going to go to another situation very specific, then I'm going to be done, I think. Uh, but I want to really quickly just talk about the marriage of talent and recap, right? Because, you know, how I talked about the reunions being somewhat therapeutic. The When the talent does their recap, there's something more than therapeutic about that, right? And I would like to- like speak on it. I would like to give ode to Dustin Ross for telling me forever ago to watch Speak on It. And over the past couple years, maybe, I finally candy started to get into it. Yeah, I was saying yeah Candy, Candy's recap show um, on her YouTube channel 
Four Housewives. It's called Speak On It. And mm-hmm. she actually has people from the show on there. And she's, well, first of all, Candy has tons of content on her YouTube channel. And it's like branded content, like, like intros. It's Candy like, Online. K-A-N-D-I yeah. Candy, Online. Candy has, online. hold on, I actually made like a little short blurb about Candy just because she, like, that was like so amazing to me. It is amazing. <laughs> Oh, that Candy Burris Tucker is a multi-talented Grammy award-winning singer, songwriter, actress, you know, slash, 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 that became a housewife on the Housewives franchise. She's created and expanded multiple businesses while on the show, had several spinoffs on the network, and she's been a successful in business, of course, music before this show, and just reality TV as, as a whole. So to see her foray into what some might see as something as simple as YouTube, and make it a whole nother like thing, like a whole nother beast. Because watching the reunion for these past couple housewives, and if you're someone that always notices the editing anyway, I guess you might have noticed it even more these past couple times. But for the editing to become so distracting, and then for you to get that real insight from someone sitting on the couch and watching it back and saying, you know, the editing, they edited that kind of weird. I don't really know what that was about. But always to hear a little bit more context into these situations, because we're just fans, you know? To get more context is always something that I feel like gives me better insight to, and if I'm, you know, being real, I'm a raggedy fan. It, it gives me better insight to to better judge a situation or to understand if I'm not judging, rather. Um, and so I can really appreciate the fact that Candy does this show and Heavenly does it and other Bravo celebrities do it and I'm sure other people on other shows do it. But it's something about watching Candy have people on the show and... It's not even about whether she likes them or not. She's literally letting you have your chance to speak on it. Like she just wants yeah, I was just everybody to. The channel. It's a great host. She's a great host. Five. Oh, she almost has five hundred thousand subscribers. It's awesome. I think that what with Candy doing that, and I'm gonna pivot to uh, another person on YouTube doing things. Uh, shout out to Oliver Twist because I kept talking about America's Next Top Model. Oliver Twist from Chasing the Chasing Atlanta, the Chasing series. Life is truly what you make it. Anyway, mm-hmm. Oliver, he actually used to talk to, or maybe he still does, a podcast where he would talk to older uh, members or former members of America's Next Top Model. Like I saw him mm-hmm. on YouTube once doing it, or for oh, a couple different right. girls. That's yeah, right. so it's therapeutic for them to be able to, like, you know, get their story out, story out and tell their story. But it's also dope that people that, you know, have been on these shows kind of come off these shows and instead of saying, you know, I'm going to tear this shit down, I'm going to burn this shit down. They're like, you know what? I'm going to share my experience or I'm going to, you know, heighten the level of experience shared by other people. So maybe some change can come from this. So speaking of change. Before this, you move on though, yes, shout, I want to give a shout out to Oliver though. Shout out to Oliver Twist. He um, it was a part of the T.S. Madison experience show. He works closely with T.S. Madison on her um, YouTube videos. He edits her stuff. Um, and puts her like intros together. He does a really, really good job at yeah. it because he also works for um, Funky Dineva. He works with whether excuse me, Funky Dineva, mm-hmm. yeah, and Doctor Heavenly. Um, he's done a lot of work in the digital space. So shout out to Oliver because yeah. he's really, really good at what he does. Funky yeah. just posted about him a couple weeks ago, I think, on his IG. So that's how I got mm-hmm. put on. Oliver Twist, you know something about him talking like is this live? It was funny watching. And I wish I remembered who he was talking to, but he was talking to somebody, I guess, from a season later on. I was like, you know, America's Next Top Model had too many damn seasons, like American Idol. So, you know, something for the younger folks. Maybe one of y'all would catch it. But I just saw the light in this person's eyes when they were talking to him because they got to finally have that moment of, like, relief that, like, 
Yeah, they ain't been talking to nobody. Hell yeah. And you know, sometimes <laughs> you don't want to talk about that shit, and sometimes you're under contract and you can't talk about that shit. But um, I, I was going to segue from change because mm-hmm. Monet Exchange is a drag queen. And RuPaul's Drag Race... Have it, Oh, actually, Dustin, this whole episode was inspired by Mark. Shout out to Mark. Mark was tweeting Mark. Dustin... That oh, shout out to Mark, my boy, my friend. Shout Mark was Mark. tweeting Dustin that he needs to watch brother. Drag Race. And it yeah. was all because of what was happening this in this particular instance. And actually, as of today, this Tuesday, we should get closure from whatever sh- uh, Tamisha Iman's talking about. But anyway, there is a, a, a drag queen named Monet Exchange. And she actually, uh, she lost on her season, but she won like Miss Congeniality. And then she came back for an All-Stars. So long story short to say that she has a crown. So... Uh, Monet Exchange and another drag queen by the name of Bob the Drag Queen, who is also a winner, uh, who also has a crown, rather. Um, <laughs> Bob the Drag Queen, I love that. That's it. That, that's the name, Bob the that's Drag Queen. That's a dope ass name. It, it is. is. <laughs> Bob, the, Bob the Drag Queen is actually like an A one drag queen, uh, amazing what makes, uh, what comedian. Is what's Bob the Drag Queen's pronouns? Uh, uh he. Okay, like, what maybe, makes him a great drag that. queen? Excuse me, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't want no shit. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, appropriate. So what makes him a great drag queen? A one rather drag queen, which is what um, you said. So for me, Bob has really great looks. Bob mm-hmm. is funny as fuck, and Bob is quick witted as hell. Like honestly, if you met Bob Dustin, you would probably have a really good time just because Bob would like. I don't want to say he's probably just going to crack jokes right off the bat, but like he's just going to keep up with whatever the vibe is and go. And it's and it's really fun to see. And on um Bob's <clears> season of Drag Race. Bob like swept the judges with his personality and then took it took home the crown. So Bob was a great winner. I could talk forever about drag race, so I'm gonna just really try to stick to what I'm supposed to talk about because y'all know I will get sidetracked. So I just thank y'all for being interested though. Um <laughs> uh Monet Exchange and Bob the Drag Queen, two previous drag race winners, they have a podcast that they do, or a show rather called Sibling Rivalry. And they as former contestants, they talk about or critique the show, uh RuPaul's drag race. They talk about contestants. They talk about their fashions. Now, for those of you listening that have never heard of RuPaul's Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race is a show, it's a competition where these queens, they compete for a crown, the crown that I spoke of before, through various challenges. Sometimes they're runway challenges, uh, talent shows, uh, comedy challenges, acting challenges, all sorts of colorful ass challenges. Now, one of the big threads about the show that I really appreciate is it's queer people being able to live their best lives. Like, I really don't care about a man in a dress or, you know, trans being, uh, like, I don't like the fact that uh, sometimes they leave trans out of the conversation, but I don't care about anybody dressing up how they want to dress up. You know what I'm saying? So it's fun to just watch these people dress up uh, be so polished with it and then they have such a passion for it and hear some of their stories about what drag has done for them. So there's this whole community that RuPaul has like really like cultivated and built up and I'm not going to talk about any issues with RuPaul because I'm not like that's not what this is about. I don't I, know RuPaul so I'm not going to exactly. talk no shit. So, RuPaul ain't did shit to me. I don't, we and RuPaul, I don't, we don't know each other. So well, I'm not going, you know what I'm saying? I'm well, in the same vein as like America's Next Top Model or whatever, you know, whenever things happen on a show with the show, whoever's name is on it, they're going to be associated with some of the problems. And in certain situations, it very well may be their fault, but well, they I don't need have... to say what I just said then. Yeah, I don't have enough information <laughs> to go one way or another. So, um, on this podcast, uh, or this recap show... Who was they talking about? Because it sounded to me like they was running their mouth about <laughs> On this show, there were... Uh, well, on this season... There was a contestant by the name of Tamisha Iman. 
Tamisha Iman. She's black from Atlanta. No. Older drag queen. No. <laughs> All right. Actually, there have been Actually, some... nowadays, though, you never Yeah, know. I was about to say. Maybe little white there girls named some... Keisha and shit. There was a drag queen named Ganja Extravaganza or some shit. She was terrible, on, so Ganja. we don't have to go there. No, it was awful. Ganja, oh. if you're listening, you were terrible. I mean, no. well, your name was terrible. <laughs> and the way you were acting was terrible. Anyway, no, because she was a white girl and she kept doing that. Yes, no, this is how I talk. Oh, and everybody okay. was like, literally everybody said that this is how you talk. Like people that knew her from home that were on the show, they were like, you don't act like this at home. Like I've Ooh. never heard you talk like that. And then she's like, well, this is she how I talk. Like the, this is me. She hit y'all with the Aquafina. <laughs> <laughs> right. <The> Rachel Dozow. <laughs> a double anyway. dose. Um, so Tamisha Iman, a contestant on this season's drag race, she is an older drag queen. She's had faced some health issues. Um, damn, how old is she? In her forties, I want to say maybe fifties, oh. but in her forties, like she's usually they've been having like queens from there, like you know, you sometimes just said as she was as, older and health issues. So my mind went straight to like a senior home. Well, no, not not you yet. Know what I'm saying? Well, honestly, there have been some drag show, queens. So I don't know if they have drag queens that are like sixty and seventy. Right. I was gonna say, honestly, there have been some drag queens like that, like have really been up there. And I've been like, well, I mean, hell, they be you the can best still... ones, probably. Sometimes Charlie they was... did real. They did real drag in the real gay clubs. The ones that have no sign on the door. You know. So saying? it's funny that you mentioned that, right? Because Samisha Iman, she's one of those. You know, she's known back in the day there are videos of her on youtube that you could tell her like these old like vhs rips of when she was like doing a damn thing yeah, like see, i feel like i have a vibe with her you would you would love tamisha for a plethora of reasons right tamisha she came on the show she had some you know fairly good drag and then there were just moments where she wasn't being the best drag queen she could be you know from what you saw right anyway well, she bob and words to the music no, she knew the words. Because that, that she... watermelon, watermelon, watermelon trick only goes so far. You know that's the trick. When you don't know the words, you got to go watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. When they say chewing rice, yeah. Uh, uh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> like, like, you know I don't be knowing so... shit. <laughs> I love this. Um, <laughs> one of the things that was crazy was Tamisha Mine, like I said she had health issues because I think she said... And a lot of this is blurry because this was a long ass season and there were like two uh, drag races happening simultaneously because I was watching uh, Drag Race US and Drag Race UK. Anyway, in US, where we are, Tamisha Iman, she... Seemed like they fight on the one in the UK, fist fight. It just seemed like a British drag queen would be violent. Wow. Actually, they haven't, they haven't fought on there. Get enough, ain't that? Got my makeup. <laughs> Got my wigs. The way he just instinctively <laughs> threw it in there. In it. Yeah. Um, in my makeup. Actually, there are some <laughs> funny moments that you would really enjoy on UK, Dustin. And it. Jade, no, I, I promise I'm you. Interested. I, I, I know that you're not. And that's why I wouldn't waste my breath telling you unless I knew. And, and Jade could attest for this. But Nothing there was some moments. I've been to several drag shows. I'm as <laughs> fuck. I'm just not even that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's honestly, not. like, drag isn't an all gay thing. You know, like, right. gay is it's not, not a monolith. It's not even about gay. Drag is performance art. That's all it is. And, and that's like the costume. thing. It's a costume performance art. I think that's the, the bigger conversation that even drag queens are starting to have amongst their own community because there's been this weird like take on trans, like I was saying before, trans men or women being drag queens, but in my mind it's like, if you want to put the wig on or whatever and express yourself, like how can you say that you... Because that drag not, is not an identity. Drag is a performance. It's an art form. 
Well, so you don't you don't identify as drag. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, <laughs> drag is not an identity. It's a, it's an art. It's a performance. There are some people that are in Being that community that might need to find that out. Being a transgender person is an identity. That's not you know. Well, sometimes if you're a transgender, you're trying to come onto a show as a drag queen, and they tell you no, you can't because you're not. A, a, a guy dressing up as a woman that does seem kind of like what the fuck what like, that, that I, actually what? happens i don't i can't confirm or not having seen anything official about something like that happening here but i did see that rupaul made some like off-center comments about the trans community at one point but she did apologize oh, on twitter God. and after that apology she like immediately like posted like the wrong flag it was really funny. That's the only reason I mentioned it. She posted. You know, is she posted an apology <laughs> and then she posted the trans flag. But you could tell. Well, whoever posted because it probably wasn't even her ass. If you being real, uh, whoever right. posted it, they must have googled trains flag because she posted. No, this no, flag. no, no, no. no. <laughs> yes. Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> no, it was like whatever these flag. colors were for like the, like a train yard. Yeah, Google trains trains flag. It was like this green, yellow, oh, something no. flag. And I was like, RuPaul, what the hell? Or like, who in your camp well, you just said, RuPaul "Oh, this is all. it." Well, that's oh, what I'm no. saying. Like, it had to. <laughs> 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 that's it. That's what it was. No, no, no. That's what it was. Yikes. That's what it was. But I try not to give Ru a lot of flack only because I know Ru is older. Wait, you know what I'm saying? Like so, Roberta flack. Wait, you guys, the fact that RuPaul's tweet is the first thing that pops up when you type <laughs> when you in type train in flag. Do you see this? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo. I know oh people are going to be like, well, gosh. I don't know what a train flag is anyway, so let me go look. Because when they said train, I was like, what is this flag? And someone yes. under it was like, LMFAO, did you Google trains flag? And I was like, that's a oh, fucking no. what? Like, how did we get in? Anyway, but you know, iMessage or Google was probably like, oh, you mean trains, not trans, because... Anyway, Paul old ass was finna shit his depends. He was so damn scared. He probably once the internet got on his ass after he made the damn statements or what. I don't know what they were, but I can only imagine if he well. knew Paul was apologizing and tweeting flags. I know that they must have really laid into his motherfucking ass. And so he probably, you know, Ru- RuPaul Yikes. is old. You know RuPaul is old. I mean, old. well, he and, he ain't really built RuPaul for is old. Flat and back shit. You just know, like so how RuPaul's old. ate him alive. You know how when black people screen. tell you, you know how when black people are wrong and then they keep going anyway? Yeah. Like RuPaul did that one time. Uh, there was a, a contestant. I think her name was Carmen. I can't remember the last name. Uh, Carmen Carrera. I can't remember. San Diego. Uh, she You're spoke out for. and said that she didn't Carmen like Carrera. whenever. I'm familiar. Okay, maybe maybe it's not Carrera. Is she an actress? Maybe I confused yeah. it. Well, oh, there was a there was a Carmen on the show, <laughs> and she basically whenever RuPaul would do like mail, like how Tyra would do Tyra mail in the house. RuPaul would say, like, ooh, girl, you done got she-mail. So, yeah, Carmen spoke out and was like, that's offensive. I don't like that shit. And this is before the Twitters and all that. And so RuPaul was like, uh, ain't none of my friends got, you know, my friends don't got a problem with she-mail. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Uh, don't tell me what to say. Like something along those lines, obviously paraphrasing. And so then Logo was like, at the time, because RuPaul, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race originally aired on Logo uh, through World of Wonder, Logo at the time was kind of like, okay, well, you know, we just like the show, not RuPaul, so we're going to distance ourselves. And they kind of distanced themselves for a while. And eventually on the damn show, instead of the she-male, now it just says, ooh, girl, she already done had hers whenever they get mail. But... It was cute in essence because it's something that uh, uh, Rue says. It was cute in essence, the she-male thing, because it was cute on America's Next Top Model when they would say Tyra male. So then she was just saying she-male. But then when you were seeing how offensive it was, it was 
My mama with RuPaul should have been offended? like, Commu- uh, the trans community. What trans- was the, what did it, but what I get, I didn't hear what oh, the. Oh, she, she male. Okay. Because you're thinking of what you, the male that they're actually getting, which is the play on the words. Oh, M A L E. Oh, right. Man. Because, but oh, that's I why get, I totally. But get that's it. why I'm thinking about you know, like male in the you know. Yeah. That's why Tyra thought. I mean, not Tyra. Excuse me. That's why Ruth thought. You know, this shouldn't be a problem because I'm saying I'm talking about male, but it was a play no, because I get it. She right. male, like a like exactly. Say. Yeah. So I that's why it. I was yeah. like, no, Ruth, your ass gotta. You can't be doing that shit. So you know, even I get it. Even older people make mistakes, which is something that Rue, she said in one of her apologies, you know, I'm always learning that whole nine. And then there's all the things that Rue's under fire for, but I've gotten farther away from what I want to talk about. So I'm going to just quickly sum up what I was going to talk about because I want to get away from Rue. Um, Tamishi Iman, contestant on this season, uh, she was sent home, She but, but while she was on this season, Bob and Monet on their podcast, on their Patreon, Sibling Rivalry, they discussed weekly, you know, every contestant and Tamishi mom pretty much got word back about what they were saying about some of her critiques. And honestly, they weren't saying anything like super bad. Like in all fairness, you know, they were just giving standard, you know, your outfits, this, no, your I love opinion. this, I hate this. That's well, your uh, opinion. Well, exactly. From what I heard, I but feel like, <clears throat> yeah, because uh, Tamisha's <laughs> pissed. Tamisha's like, oh, I'm coming for you girls. But honestly, Tamisha was mad for a lot of reasons. When Tamisha got kicked off of the show, she started putting up YouTube videos and she's under contract with RuPaul. And one of the first ones was, you know, I don't, I can't say what I want to say because I'm under contract, but you know, I, I might not, I'm never going to do RuPaul ever again. Like nobody's going to call me. And she was saying, you know, that the company world of wonder, has its favorites. She was just basically saying all this stuff that was going down. And there have been, past contestants that have said uh, similar things so if you are watching tv you know that shit is fake anyway so you kind of i don't want to say you're kind of desensitized well i'm kind of desensitized i will say i am kind of desensitized when certain people will say things like that at times because i'm like well you kind of knew when you were going on the tv show that it was a tv show but there are people when they come off the tv show they're like oh um you know it happened this way. They told me to do or say this. And in my mind, I'm like, well, you should not have signed up to do that TV show. But I can't say that because I don't have a contract in front of me or or get an email later. Yes, I don't... yes you can. Fuck that. That's how <clears throat> yeah. you feel. You can but I feel that. like people might be bamboozled. For, so for whatever reason, they made the mistake. And now here we are criticizing them for that mistake. And, you know, they might not want to tell the whole fucking excuse as to why they got bamboozled. So we sit up here thinking we are good, but we might be in the same fucking scenario and not even know it. So you that's why we just say it. Well, true. So Tamisha didn't like what the fuck they said. So on top of her not liking her experience on RuPaul. So it's like she's finally she's about to finally speak out about how she did not like her experience on RuPaul. But now she has to deal with the backlash because, uh, like I said, uh, Monet and Bob, they both won and they both have their own fan bases. And they, you know, like we would, they used what they won and they parlayed it into a lot of a bigger relationship and they got a big fan base. And that's why a lot of people was going back telling Tamisha what the hell that they were saying. But Tamisha asked, you know, she just felt like she didn't like how she was being treated or being discussed. And I feel like because she's an older queen and she's from a different time, that's kind of part of what's fucking with her. One of the things that I didn't mention earlier about Tamisha is um, I said she had health issues, but she mentioned on the episode. It might have been the episode she went home. It might have been the episode right before. She literally just said that she um, had a colonoscopy bag removed like a week or two before. And so. She had been up Damn. there like dancing and doing these challenges. Wow. And so that's on her body, like Yeah. That. So that's why it was kind of like, you know, y'all are up here talking about my ass, but look at the Not shit that I did going. in the past. You know, A, Tamisha probably feels like 
she was a better bitch than Rue was at the time because while Rue was, you know, making these, you know, trying to, you know, low-key build her empire the way she was building it, to me, she felt like she was out there on stage doing her thing the way she was doing it. So now she comes on Damn. this show. Well, exactly. I mean, that's something you're supposed to give a fuck about what the fuck you did. Well, well, because she old, because she's older. I'm saying, you know, she feels. I don't want to say she feels well, entitled. She needs to stop. She needs to get off of her high horse. That's what she. That's what but that's called. Is the horse? Is the horse? Is the horse only high? Right? Because it's doubled with her being kicked off of this damn show and her feeling like you know the show is fucking scripted anyway. Like she felt like her you shit because you worked. Dude. <laughs> Because some people, they say that they feel like their time is wasted when they go on Drag Race. Yeah, Asante. Tamisha, please. <laughs> <laughs> Fran, that's the next... Well, no, we can't do it because people automatically know. Tamisha, please. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I didn't have no issues with Tamisha on the show. and I don't hate the fact that she's speaking out about feeling critique because she feels like, you know, y'all were on that damn show. Y'all know what the, sh- the uh, fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> wham, cry baby, suck your mama titty. Don't nobody want to hear wow. all that. So, so you're not fucking <laughs> with Tamisha. So you team Monet and Bob. Well, the only thing I don't like, if they were saying things about her health or about her physical capabilities, that's not fair considering what she had just went through. Right. And that I understand and respect. But everything right. else, if they just had an opinion or whatever that you didn't like, talk your shit, but talk it from a place of I'm responding to what you said because I want to, not from a place of you shouldn't have said what you said in the first place because I worked hard to get here. Right. You get and what you know I'm what? saying? You're, That's you're, a different Oh yeah, you're, you're right on the money because one of the bigger things that it's like, you're mad at them, but you can play a role of watching every, because they put together like a, a super clip Tamisha, a, a super cut of everything that they said about her on the show. And Bob, he is right off rip. Like, to me, she's one of my favorites. I'm really rooting for her. Like, he was fighting for her literally every week she was on the show. And Monet had a couple things that she wanted to disagree with, but, you know, it's her opinion. You know, we're sharing our opinions on what we feel on the show. So it's kind of heartbreaking. designed for me to offer my opinion on what you're talking about. It's not like they deviated and went out of their way to trash Tamisha. Exactly. And like you said, they didn't say anything about her health. And actually, Bob... Bob actually, you know, wanted to take it a step further to ask you, like, actually, is it kind of ableist of RuPaul to, you know, pretty much send oh, this bitch home? Here we after- go, Star Jones. Don't well, know, look- but it's not, everything's not an issue. You know what I'm saying? So you, like, you ain't just, on nobody's side. Cookie, God damn. No, I feel like everybody is really just on their Lisa Ray right now, thinking too much of themselves in this moment. This is not even like, so what? This You lost, you won. You know what I'm saying? They talk shit about what you did. You didn't like it. All these things are facts, and it's okay for them to exist. If you want to respond to that, respond to it, because it fucking pissed you off and stand in it that way. Bitch, I didn't like what you had to say, ho. And since you said that, now I'm going to talk about you. Not, it's awful that you said something about me because I worked hard to be on this stage. And, bitch, don't nobody care about that. No one cares. Same 24 hours. Same. Same 24 hours. Let's move on. Actually, before we move on, when you wrap your when you wrap this discussion, mm-hmm. I want to throw just two tidbits from our brief episode, our brief uh, segment of TV Land this week, because I feel like they would just be so cohesive. So let's switch it up a little bit, give them something fresh this week, and I'll close it off with my two little tidbits for TV Land as soon as you wrap, Asante. Back to you. Okay, friend. Do you have any uh, thoughts that you would like to share? Honestly, I don't have enough information. I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> I've never watched any episodes, so because I can't form an opinion Same. of my own, I just have nothing to say, to be honest. 
that's why I wanted to make it a smaller part of this conversation because I know neither one of you watch. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of paint like different views of how we've kind of just seen contestants on shows from like we were talking about American Idol earlier, but then shows like The Bachelor or Biggest Loser even or oh my God, Celebrity Fit Club, Takara, have some class. Um, just I would is love it- to be The Bachelor. And a network, a television network hit me up about a program like that one time, but and I screen tested and stuff, but it didn't really go anywhere, but I was going to do it. That um, would have been Not as a contestant, as the guy that was making yeah. the choice. That's the only way I would do bachelor. it. And I would love to be The Bachelor. So ABC, holla at your boy, because that is one style of reality television that I would absolutely do. Absolutely. Well, we've got a style for Dustin Ross. So, you know, my, 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 <laughs> my partner just saw Takara. <laughs> he was running, uh, running Canyon. <laughs> and he texted really? me. Yeah. He said she was running, running. He was running. He texted Go me ahead, like, Takara. yo. Yeah. He was like, yo, what's the name of that girl? That was the model, mm-hmm. but she was like the fine, thicker one. And I was like, Takara? He's like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Like, Jabria. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> yeah. she still look good. <laughs> I didn't like I didn't like how Takara was handled like on America's Next Top Model I didn't like how they were handling her because you know she was a bigger woman and you know she was bubbly and she was you know really making the best of it she was fine she was fine but you know when you're in that she's going on to be successful still is yeah and thank Mm -hmm. thank God I just hated like on the show how like that industry they were showing it to be so like one note or like Right. Just not it. And then for her to move from that onto Celebrity Fit Club, and you know, she, of course, she's done plenty of work uh, in between then and since then. But uh, on her Celebrity Fit Club, when he's like telling her half some class to Kara, she's mad because y'all are literally stressing her body out and making these people lose weight unnaturally. Yeah. And if that's what they signed up for, that's for what they signed up for. But it was just like, that. damn, the way that y'all making some of these like these moments. Because some shows, thank God, they didn't get a lot of spotlight. There was a show called like Fifteen and Fat, like. TV is just disgusting at times. Like, I, actually, they should, be, they should be like 25 now. Actually, what was the fuck sh- network was that on? <laughs> 15 and fat. Who would put their kids? When I tell you, I would never talk to my parents again. Yeah, I would never talk to my parents again. You put me on television on some shit called 15 and fat. And a lot of them probably grown now, so I wonder what the hell like they doing because uh, they were Dude, ranging from my, like twelve a, to eighteen on there. I have a friend whose parent made them made them uh, go under surgery for their weight, and they were a minor. I didn't even know that was allowed. To be honest, that sounds very unethical. I Completely, yeah, because she was just so frustrated at her daughter's weight, and this is a close friend of mine. And I was like, and she's traumatized about that to this like till this day. I didn't even know that, that was legal. Her. So shows like that, I can't even imagine. That Tell her to go over like her mama MTV. house and, and drink all the liquor and eat all the food right now. <laughs> She's just going to get on her parents' nerves. Shit. Right. That's fucked up. Crazy. Well, I just wanted to do this kind of, I don't know, check up. Maybe everybody does some sort of audit to see how you feel when you're leaving criticism or even when you're taking criticism because you really could just be like Yolanda Adams and take it with a grain of salt because like she said you're never going to please everybody so in the spirit of in the spirit of of television and all that shit when you sign up for it I guess just do it with your full ass and use whatever the fallout is to the best of your abilities because whenever you sign something it's literally all on you 
And that's all I have to say. Any closing thoughts from you, friend? And then Dustin. And I'm about no, to light up. I'm ready for Dustin because he's over here with these. Okay, Dustin, like he done lit the incense. So I was just like, yeah, okay. I'm writing Palo Santo Let's incense. I'm in a good mood, y'all. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> Amen. Um, so quickly, a couple of tie-ins to our conversation that are relevant to TV land. Number one. Speaking of Takara Jones, she just was announced in a Deadline um, article today, along with one of my close mm-hmm. friends, oh, one of my best odd. friends, yeah, EJ King. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to EJ and Takara. They are hosts, and the, they are the main judges on America's Top Model Plus Size Edition show, Thick House. Okay, oh, shit. Which um, <laughs> premieres, yeah, it premieres on Facebook Watch. It's about to come out. The Deadline article That's just came sick. out. Um, congratulations, congratulations. to Kara with the afro in the middle looking beautiful See, and my, my best friend EJ King right there yeah so yeah. that is coming soon um, shout out to to Kara um, Kelly Augustine and my friend EJ King love you bro so shout out to them also um, today which will be yesterday by the time you hear this the Real Housewives of New York season 13 premieres uh, on Bravo TV. Uh, my friend, Ebony K. Williams, who is also the host of the other podcast that I co-host called Holding Court over on iHeartMedia, she is the first black housewife of New York City. Um, oh, this is a shit. historic thing. I did yeah, not know the that. First, the very first one, yeah. So tonight is the premiere. I'm really excited um, about I'm the watching. season kicking right. off. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so she will be... Uh, premiering tonight on bravo tv check that out i'm sure it'll be rerun multiple multiple times we have to support that show with the ratings and let them know that we are watching because they have included a black woman to give an accurate portrayal of life in new york city um, in that social circle so shout out to my girl ebony k williams i love you um also i would like to give one more quick note um, Candy Burris was recently speaking of Candy and the Real Housewives of Atlanta, which the reunion part two aired last week. Next week is part three, and I will update you guys on that as a whole cohesively uh, um, on all three parts of the reunion in one take next week. But Candy Burris was recently tied up in some shit. She was online doing an interview with the legendary and iconic Eddie Levert of the OJs, Ooh. who randomly. Um, Candy was in a public relationship for many years with uh, Gerald Levert, son of Eddie Levert, the late singer Gerald Levert. Um, and she's now very close with his son still to this day. But anyway, Candy was being interviewed by Eddie and his granddaughter, who looked just like him. But uh, they asked her about her most favorable experience working as a songwriter and her least favorable experience. She was hesitant to offer her least favorable experience, but she later uh, identified uh, a studio session with Boys to Men as the worst experience she's had. And she just said that she had never felt more disrespected ever. She was wow. like, it's been, she said, she said, it's been a hundred years. She was like, so it's no love lost, but it was boys to men. She's like, yeah, it was pretty bad. I never felt so disrespected in my life. You know what I'm saying? But it's been so long, whatever. It's water under the bridge. Juan Ye was on live on Instagram with someone Uh-oh. else. I can't remember who he was with. And of course, people were in the comments asking, did he see what he said, what they said? He then went on to tell a very lengthy story and um, say that Candy essentially uh, disagreed with them. Or she brought up the idea of the split 
in the songwriting credits as they were working on the song. And she mentioned her contribution of the hook and um, some other part of the song. And essentially was saying she should have a certain amount or a certain stake in the ownership of the song as a writer, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And he also, and he said that they didn't do business like that. He was from the old school and everybody wrote on it and it was just split evenly across the board. And he actually said that now the way that Candy was proposing to do the business is industry standard. So she was right, right? But he then went on to completely trash her, talk about her vocal ability, talk about her um, contributions to the music industry and, and minimizing them, talked about her being in a relationship romantically with Shakespeare, who was the producer that she went on to win a Grammy for writing and producing TLC's No Scrubs with. Um and just really went in on her. Meanwhile, his wife is in the background saying she's ready to go over Candy House, you know, and beat her up and shit. It was like Damn. really, really just a, a lot. lot. Catch up <laughs> on that and then like, you know, share your thoughts via Twitter. But I think it's something that people need to see because Candy never identified any of those group members specifically. She never said alluded to what happened. She literally said it had been water under the bridge. She was hesitant to bring it up. It was not her trying to speak disparagingly of that group. But he went on to like really take it to the hood in his response. So make sure y'all watch that. That's it for this week's TV land. Fran, bring in the motherfucking wind chimes. (laughs) Well, I guess we flipping it this week. Actually, my wellness segment this week is going to be a story time. (laughs) Because my nervous system is shot out. I have been oh, like, no. yes, I've had a very strange couple of days and the, and to add insult to injury. Um, so if you follow me on Twitter, you already know somewhat of the story because I tweeted as it was happening. But so, okay, here's the story. So this is either Saturday or Sunday night, right? Imagine yourself sitting in your living room, you're decompressing, you know, you're always happy it's the weekend. Because you get to fucking chill a little bit at least. Because I know most of us still work throughout the weekend. So I'm decompressing. You know, just gotten back from Portland. Kind of getting my mind recalibrated to starting the new week. And I hear some commotion. Mind you, I live in Flatbush. There's commotion always. (laughs) But Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. felt different, you know. And so I kind of peer over my terrace. Because the wall of my apartment in my living room, there's a wall that's all glass. So I kind of just like peek to see like what is happening outside. So I see a co- I see three cop cars driving towards my building, right? And one of the cop cars swerves, the other one like turns the other way, one comes up the ramp. You know how my building has that ramp. Mm-hmm. And three car three cops jump out with guns and they pointing it at my terrace, okay? What the fuck? So my heart drops because I'm like, oh, like imagine seeing that, you know, you're you're just like, what? And so my reflex was to jump up and move a little bit from the window because I'm like, why the fuck would these cops be pointing at my terrace? And then two seconds later, I see cameras and lights running after them. They're filming a movie. And they didn't let y'all know? And nobody let us know that our building was being used in the film with these cops running and pretending that there's a a criminal or something that's on my floor. 
So I'm seeing these cops running, the sound of them swerving. And if you don't know what's happening, which clearly we didn't because nobody left a note, nobody emailed me, nobody put letters downstairs. Now, we live in New York. Movies get made on our blocks regularly. It's not really a new thing. But normally, if they have a permit, you will receive a letter that will let you know exactly the time frame. Sometimes they'll yes. even, sometimes if they are using your, your space in a way that may be uncomfortable, they'll even put you up somewhere for yeah. the duration as a trade-off. You know, I heard nothing. I emailed my management on the spot. I even have the text, the, the excuse me, the phone number of one of the managers of the building because she actually lives here. And I text her, like, do you see this outside? And she's like, yes. And I'm stunned. She was like, no one talked to us. <laughs> no one asked us. No one said nothing. So, And then to make matters worse, the people, the crew, they were smart. Because you know what they did? They hired po like actual police as escorts. Because if they don't have a permit and they know that we're going to be disgruntled by this, who's going to mess with the police? <laughs> like the actual police that's already there protecting them. So they had like two police cars that were just kind of standing by and the cops were on the side of my building just making sure everything was okay. So I'm livid. <laughs> livid. As livid. you Rightfully so, yeah. Livid for me, livid for my building, for my block. This is mm -hmm. a white film crew that probably after they finish get to go pack up and go back to their who knows what neighborhood after putting us through this. And you know, if anyone's seen a, a movie being made, it's a scene that gets shot over and over and over and over until they get it. So this cop scene with them running out and, sh and shooting up towards my terrace, I swear to you, was filmed at least 15, 20 times, and it may have been more than that. So I run out there... <laughs> My partner was like, oh, shit, you done Channel Tupac. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> when I tell you, I went crazy. Like, y'all know normally, like, remember with the, the census workers? <laughs> that was different. They yeah, were pissing me yeah. off and, and being aggressive and weird with me. But I also understood that that was a job. They had a job and they're just trying to get it done. So I kind of, like, tapered my anger. But with this, it was different. This felt very disrespectful. This felt soulless. You know what I mean? And so I went to the head dude that I saw with the camera. I felt like he was the producer, director, whatever. And I said, yo, you don't feel crazy doing this? Like, you're in fucking Flatbush, where we deal with the police on a regular basis in this climate, on top of the fact that we are already dealing with cortisol washes in our body just from the year as it is. You know what I mean? On top of the fucking police shootings and police brutality that you have to hear about and deal with on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly life basis. You don't feel crazy having them cops shooting to at my terrace? And you don't think I should have known this was happening? Like, you don't feel crazy? And he was just looking at me and, you know, he said, ma'am, I honestly, I never considered that. <laughs> of course And not. then he's going to tell me, if it makes you feel any better, this is for Amazon. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking to? Like, who are you talking to right now? <laughs> and it's like he expected me to be like, oh, well, when is it coming out? <laughs> when I tell like, you I've never felt, I haven't felt that level of rage 
it, I had to hold myself back. I'm so thankful my partner was there because he just was kind of making sure I was good. But I was like, I wanted to hit him. Like That's how angry I was holding my hands. They felt like itchy. You know that itch when you want to hit someone? Because I was so insulted that A, that he would think this is okay, that B, he would look me dead in my face like he didn't give two fucks <laughs> at how I was feeling and then would try to throw the Amazon piece on me. Like that that was going to just calm me down. Isn't that well, the I'm craziest glad you shit? Him out. Yeah. Yo, I went crazy. You and then I plant based cussing out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously it was a lot more aggressive, but I just was like in shock that that there are people that think that would be okay. Like y'all don't understand yeah. these cops are running to my terrace with their guns. It was three cops pointing their guns at my terrace. And doing Yo this, terrace of all the my terrace. terrace in the middle of the night because they were shooting. It was like around, I think they started around like five or six and then wrapped around like one or two in the morning. God damn, friend. That's fucked up, man. I understand. I don't, I wouldn't have been comfortable with that either. And that brings you so much anxiety, anxiety, excuse me, especially the first time because you ain't know it's, it's, it's not a, uh, you know, far cry or it's not, um, you know, far fetched for us to think that they will shoot up in your house while you in there. Sleep. Like, you know what I'm saying? For no reason. Like, that's a that real happens thing. all the fucking yeah. time. And imagine me, I'm Hello. decompressing after a long ass fucking week. I'd already been having a, a weird ass day. And then to see that, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? And for them to look at me like I was stupid. And the one dude was like, it's entertainment. He had the nerve to tell me, oh, this is entertainment, ma'am. This is it, this has nothing to do with race. What the like now it's time to get the eggs. Now that's it's time what I'm to get saying, the eggs and get out on good, that balcony. But what I will say was funny was not funny, but I, it was like I was like, yes, let's get let's take it there. Was the people in my building went crazy. Especially when they heard me hyping up downstairs. They were kind of having my back, and you just saw the eggs start flying. They was throwing whatever the fuck. I mean, yeah. they were throwing yeah. pens. You name it. You know how we are. We find coins, apples. Like, they was just throwing shit. And and then uh, the manager of the building was like, just let them do their job. I was like, you don't know what this is, nah, okay? Because she's white, right. so she don't know. She, in her mind, we're just interrupting their work. Um, but I was so shocked. I'm like, how the fuck is this allowed? And hopefully someone that in that flop. crew, hopefully someone in that crew listens to the show or someone's friend of someone that was on it. Like it, ha like y'all are fucking crazy. Like I have not been that angry. I can't even express to you the last time I yelled or got in someone's face or bucked up like that because I just haven't felt that way. And it was just so disrespectful. It, felt a good, though, didn't it, it was just, just so disrespectful. <laughs> a different, a different kind of high. And I looked like someone's mama because I had on my robe yeah. and my head wrap. <laughs> Go ahead. And my house shoes getting color. all buck with his face. And then, you know, it was all of them. And there was one black dude part of the crew. And I want to be like, and you, with your black ass, you should you know feel ashamed better. of yourself being part of this. Being not Carson. speaking up yeah you know and and he was you the main better. one that was looking at me like you doing the most you know what i mean like he was giving me that kind of energy and it was just ooh, those so, be the worst oh those be the worst, the worst. <laughs> awful time coon i wanted Looking at to you like something. you wrong like what are you doing yeah, like, like he what literally the fuck was, is your problem he he you know what he struck me as those black dudes that probably like only have white friends 
the, um, the token. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he was kind of looking at me like that, kind of like, this is why I don't fuck with black girls energy. You know, because yep. he was making that face like, you doing a lot. You should him a mag. Like, whatever, you mag. <laughs> you know what I call mag? Like, maggot people, I call them mags, M-A-G. Yo, what a mag. That's like a mag. <laughs> I was, yo. You don't yo, have to be a mag about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand, like, whoever filmed this, if we end up seeing this shit, because obviously I'm going to recognize my motherfucking building, I, when this project, <laughs> if it does come out, I'm going to make sure that we tank it in the reviews, that we kill it on we the show. We boycott and Like, no, because that's too much. And I feel so disrespected that I had to endure that, that my building had to endure that. There were kids walking outside and were mortified. Because even if right, it is a movie, when you're a kid, you just see these cops. Like, we already have this PTSD that you're making flare up, you know? And that's what I said to the dude, because he tried to be a smartass and walked. he turned away from me and was like, have a good night. And I said, you have a fucking good night. I hope you sleep well. I was like, you're a fucking asshole. Like, you don't even... The fact that it's not even penetrating to what mm-hmm. I'm saying to you, you're a fucking soulless asshole. I was like, an offer what? For an Amazon check? I bet you they're not even paying you that well. That's why you're out here, you know, faking permits. Yeah, that's why you're out here faking permits. You know what's interesting about that? Mm -hmm. It's interesting because, like, even with, like, the manager that she was texting and she's like, oh, just let them do their job. Yeah, like, like, oh, just let them finish. I'm at home. Like, you uh, do their your job, job and do to get them repairs done. I've been on your ass for the past three, three, four months about, bitch. (laughs) Since you want to talk about doing jobs. God, man. And the fact that she... Yeah, and the fact that she would side with them first, which I guess I shouldn't be surprised because you know how that goes. But it just was like, I, I guess I, it was like I hate when people gaslight you where you right. they're making you feel like you don't have the right to feel this way. You know, like because that's the part that was making me want to cry in a way. Like that anger that makes you want to cry, like you get so riled up and I didn't sleep at all because it was that feel. Yeah, it was that feeling of like, this shit is outrageous. Like it, it, you had cops pointing at my terrace. That why do you not feel that that's fucking wrong? I just don't understand. I don't understand yep. on what planet, on what planet, is that ever okay? If I would have gone after up I to ninety six, yeah. And you tell why wouldn't you then say, you know what? I completely understand how you feel, and I'm so so sorry that we have intruded in this way. We should have definitely notified you guys so that you could have made other plans. I'm sorry. We have about three hours left of this. I would love to send you guys a dinner tonight or something. You know what I'm saying? It just as a gesture. Say something. No. Make the acknowledgement at least. Just nope. acknowledge it. If y'all got to do this, I get how productions work. You know what kind of work we all do, so we mm-hmm. get it. But at least acknowledge my feelings after I share them with you and try to make it better. Do good business. Turning your back on me and being combative, that's why I hope y'all made like SWV and rain down on them. Let them eggs just <laughs> Oh no, they like did. Rain. People was throwing glitter. I mean, you name it. The only thing that I didn't like I too. I garlic. <laughs> no, and, and you know, a lot of people, because when I tweeted about it, people were like, you should hang something off your terrace that will fuck up the shot. And I really should have, to be honest, right? That would have been genius. Like some something a with a logo. Black Lives Matter banner. Yeah, yeah. put a, a speaker out there to fuck up the sound So because you can't edit that in post-production. Just anything. You know but me, I, think I, I went was... outside naked backwards. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I was just so <laughs> angry that I couldn't think properly. But it... it... And the worst yeah. part is that is that like... 
after I was mad at them and ran down there and was yelling, whatever, the cops that were there protecting them, I didn't like how they were giving me that sort of threatening face. Like, you know, mm-hmm, and it just, mm-hmm. I don't like that feeling like I'm not allowed to speak up. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it was that feeling pigs. and I didn't like that. I didn't feel, I didn't like that I felt like I was putting my life on the line just to say right. this. And I didn't like that. And even afterwards when they left, the cops were doing this thing to me where they were like sitting in, in they were um, parked in front of my terrace and just staring at me. And they you stayed there. Me, ho, as you should be. No, protect it wasn't me, even bitch. protect me. It was looking at me like just to kind of give me that. Yeah. Me. And I was like, I don't like that. And they stayed there and just kind of kept doing this weird thing of like driving past slow, looking at me. More cops were coming. They were staring. Because I did say, um, because I was like, you know, we have PTSD with these fucking cops. I was like, so for you to have Good, them standing yeah. here and trying to shoot at my terrace. And I think that statement and what I was saying about the PTSD of Flatbush and just our com- our communities as a whole having to deal with the cops, that was what made them start looking at me crazy. And then they started kind of doing that threatening shit. One of them was parked in my ramp the f- that faces my terrace. And I just didn't like that. I was like, it sucks that you don't even feel safe speaking up when you know that you're right. Mm-hmm. And that literally none of not one person on that production team had my back. Not that they had to, but I was shocked that like nobody, not one. There were women on there. Women, there were like a couple women of color. And I just was like, man, all of y'all are fucking soulless. Like I was to, I still Candace can't understand. I just can't like I can't even process that. I cannot process. I've been livid for like three days. <laughs> As you should have been. You should still be pissed off. And when you see that manager, stick your ankle out in front of her as you walk. For real. Just like, can y'all imagine looking out the window and seeing that? No, because I would have fell out. You know me. Remember what they just got through telling us in the tweets of the week? You can you can fucking see some trauma traumatic shit and have a heart attack and fall right. out. At this point in my life, baby, if the NYPD is pointing at my bedroom window... <laughs> Guess who's, what's that song say? Let the bodies hit the floor. Because <laughs> guess where my body is going? Down, down, baby. Like, okay. it's just too much, man. It's too much for a white crew to think it's okay to come through Flatbush and have guns pointing. I'm glad you said what the fuck you had to say, friend. Man. I'm glad you yeah, did. Yeah, because fuck them. You cussed them hoes out. Good, friend. I'm glad you I had to. Too, I was living, man. Are you crazy? Don't you think this is crazy? I was like, are you, you fucking, you soulless yeah. fucking, I like, I, ooh, the anger. Like, son just, of a bitch. That's a good time for asshole, um, son of a bitch. Only one that um, come out was motherfucker, because you know, that yeah. one is kind of a good I'm one good. to lean on. But I was just like, what the And the fuck? cadence of it, too. Motherfucker, I didn't, did I, <laughs> motherfucker, I, what you mean? I didn't told you about the motherfucking <laughs> cops. <laughs> Yeah, and yo, friend. for him to look me in the face and say, sorry, ma'am, I hadn't considered that. I wanted to put my house shoe in his mouth. I just was like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I just yep. the audacity, the entitlement, the nerve, the gall, everything. Shock. And it's, shit, it's like you're not shocked. Your neighborhood. It's like you're not shocked, but you are shocked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway. I just, I hope we find out what movie that is. I am, I hope we find out what movie. Because he knew better. He wouldn't tell me. He wouldn't say shit. All he said was it's for Amazon. Who knows? He could have been lying. I don't know. But 
it just right. I hope we find it because y'all know what my building like it's gonna like. be an Amazon release like it's not <laughs> right what the fuck anyway I'm sorry that happened to you friend I'm sorry too to be honest I'm sorry that happened to my block and my building and I'm sorry that people think it's okay to roll up on the hood and recreate situations that we are battling on a daily basis just so that you can create entertainment. And it ties into this whole trauma porn shit, you know, which would be a whole other conversation. Like how tired we are of seeing this shit. Why do we need another movie with cops shooting at a building? Like for real, in the hood. Like, come on. Anyway, I just had to let that out because I've been fuming (laughs) for days. You feel a little better, baby. I don't, but I hope that somehow this gets... I'm hoping that this reaches someone that was part of that or knows what the, what that was so they can email us. Like, I want someone to email us. Real bad. I want them to email us and not on some apologetic shit. I want to know what project this is. Yeah. I hope it's the black dude. <laughs> no, because he so, was a fucking... <laughs> I mean, because honestly, that's the one I would have cursed out the most because, you know, black people like that that are like tokens, the, one of their worst fears is like being embarrassed in front of white people. Being embarrassed in front of white people. So that's why I would have like... Because I looked at him, I was like, and you with your black ass. <laughs> I was like, you should that's be why I, That's why he would have been the one and the rest of them would have got the point from his ass. But your black ass should know fucking better and if you feel like you don't for whatever fucking reason, you could easily be on the other end of one of these guns about this movie you making, whatever the fuck you're doing. Like, easy. Take Make his call. ass out. Don't Ugh. write in if it's you then. Anyway. <laughs> God, man. Hollywood. Y'all just too fucking much sometimes, man. Not everything is entertainment. Have some soul. Have some empathy have some feelings have like jesus christ the the emptiness in his eyes when i was talking to him like it was more so where he was like oh we gotta shoot the scene can you finish can you wrap it up (laughs) you know what it is it's he because he's in work mode sometimes people don't realize just because you're working yeah it's like just because you're working doesn't mean you have to stop listening because you still need to know the difference between white right and fucking wrong like i would work in a restaurant goddamn house hell yeah i would work in a restaurant and when a guest would say something was wrong there would be other people that would be like oh my god they're upset that this is this and i'm like well that's upsetting and they're like but we've always done it this way and i'm like that don't make it right that don't make it fucking right and they're like oh i guess i'm like see it just took one little thing for you to think that's crazy so it's always like friend i can understand how alarmed you feel because it's always like i really have to connect the, this simple like where people and i like have to connect this basic to you conversation <laughs> and you are not feeling it like and then and then to make matters worse he's gonna say ma'am just so you know like we're done with this scene shut the fuck up <laughs> like you don't get it you don't get it. And he's so lucky that, like, this is not an open carry state. <laughs> because what if one of us would like, shot for real. the fuck back? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because like, luckily you was, was like, what's going fire? on? Some niggas just grabbed a strap. <laughs> yeah, you pointing Woo. at me, I'm pointing at you. <laughs> like, and there's them kind of dudes in my block and in my building. And they lucky that, I, that I'm the one who came outside. To be honest, they were very lucky that I'm the one who came outside. They had it very good because it could have been a whole different fucking story. I'm going to tell you another motherfucking thing. Get that goddamn thermometer out of my forehead, too. I don't like that shit. When I walk in a business where they do temperature checks, don't point that shit at my motherfucking forehead. I mean that the shit. Gun to I don't the, like on your temple. that. Yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. that. 
I, I don't like that. that. Ask me and, I, and see, I move and move them because that's my personal space. Right. Don't just do that to me. You right. need to ask me, do I prefer my wrist, my forehead? Like, what am I comfortable with? Because if not, I'm moving your hand before it even gets to my forehead, and that's what I do. I'm sick of that shit, too. I'm sorry. I just felt like that went right no, there. No, no, so <laughs> no. No, because the fact that you're saying that, this when I was in L.A., the girl pointed it to my temple like if it was a gun, and I definitely was like, girl, why would you <laughs> Why would you mm-hmm. think this is okay? I'd be like, uh-uh. I swat. <laughs> I'd be like, uh-uh. <laughs> I can see you doing that too. I do it. I just did it at the gym the other day, and I did it the other night. I had went, I had went somewhere, and I did it the other night when I was walking in somewhere. Because <laughs> I don't like that shit. I right. do not it's like that. It's too much. And so my wellness segment this week, I guess, is, is a PSA or a read. <laughs> Shout out to the read and our homies. For fucking production teams, I think it's okay to play out their fucking entertainment dreams in the hood it just doesn't work that way and it's fucked up that i think it's that that that's cool and then you roll up to your Run house up, later done up. like just fucking crazy soulless soulless mm-hmm. there's another reason why i don't fuck with fame because it's just there's certain levels that is just the heart has to be removed in order to be successful and i don't fuck with that right that's why they old ass grandmama look like jeffree star <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, that's it for this week's everything, really. Thank you for listening. We love you guys so much. Make sure you catch us on Patreon where we post three to four times a week um, on top of this week's episodes, the visuals for it. We love you so much. Thank you for supporting yes, us. We do. And we will catch you, you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.